Support for this podcast comes from State Farm, here with good news and even better news. The good news? State Farm has new, lower car insurance rates. The even better news? That means you can now get the service and convenience of a local State Farm agent at surprisingly great rates. State Farm can help you save more cash and get the good neighbor service you deserve. Just talk to your local State Farm agent or visit statefarm.com to find out how much you can save on your car insurance. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This hotel is ready for its final close-up. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. So we live in Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, we do a lot of places about Los Angeles on this. Podcast. I'm oh, I'm still like a tourist, uh, and I've been here for a long time. And I'm always I think I like to remain a, a tourist and like excited about Los Angeles. You know more, I think, about the history of its uh, darker side than I do. So I'm always learning like kind of something new. And I've been to the I've. I've been to the Knickerbocker Hotel probably, right? Yeah, I mean, you can't really... You oh, don't go. You wouldn't have gone into it. You may have gone next to it, the Lido. Okay, um, yeah. Like, it's the sort of thing that's like right in the middle of Hollywood. It is right. in the butthole. Oh, wait, what, what hotel am I thinking of? The I'm thinking of the Roosevelt. Yeah. I'm thinking of the Roosevelt. Roosevelt you can go into. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Bowl. in fact, we should... Well, we should do... We're talking about rooms people died, and we should do Marilyn Monroe's bungalow. Oh, yeah. Like, that'd be yeah. great. Bungalow 12 or 16, I forget what it was. Well, we are, okay, so we are uh, very excited. We're, we're doing excited. something very, uh, speaking of um, doing episodes, uh, we're doing a special Halloween month. Yes. On Janis Joplin. And Amazing. it will all culminate where we'll be doing a live episode. Well, it's... Uh, It'll be live in a sense, but it'll also be recorded. But but we'll be doing the episode in the room that Janis Joplin died in. Yeah. And we'll also have a, a medium. Yeah. We're going to be doing a lot of really weird stuff. Yeah, fun stuff, live. So in October, you'll expect that. Yeah. It's going to be so exciting and really yeah. interesting and fun and hopefully spooky as fuck. So make sure right now, if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure to subscribe, rate and mm-hmm. review if you can. But if you're on uh, Spotify, hit that follow button. Mm-hmm. Stitcher, wherever you are, uh, uh, make sure you're following so you don't miss this. Of course, you can check out Instagram, uh, Facebook and Twitter, Ghost Town Pod. Yeah. Um, and if you want to help us out, do more of these. Like we're doing these. It's all out of pocket, right? Yeah. We're, we we don't make any uh, money on the podcast. It's not why we do it. But it, if you wanted to contribute to the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash ghost town pod. Mm-hmm. So we can do more of these. <laughs> Just, I mean, going into people the room people died and doing an episode and celebrating them yeah, it's, it's not disrespectful them. you know it's to celebrate well, it's just them. like yeah to celebrate community and arts yeah, and, and yeah like, and really just like experiential bringing like an experiential element to a podcast which you're listening to it and that's great but there's a whole like the there's so much to experience when you're talking about places and yeah. that's what we do and we're gonna we're gonna be taking a lot of uh we have a, a youtube channel which i think is you just look up Ghost Town Podcast. I think mm-hmm. it's Ghost Town Podcast and Urban Explorations, but uh, we're going to have a lot of video. We have some video on there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot. You can email us at ghosttownpod at gmail.com if you have any, you can, or, or any of the our social media if you just want to uh, connect with uh, connect with us. Um, actually, can I, can I read it? We have a, a, I a, a, got an email, a nice email message, and I don't want to, and we got one that's also in Russian, so I have to uh, translate Google that. Google translate, baby. Yeah. Um, uh, 
a traveling psychic asked if we were uh, ever coming to Austin, and I said, oh, God, hopefully, I wish. I wish yeah. yeah, we definitely, uh, we definitely want to go there. And uh, Man Manu Kenkun, M A N U K E N K U N. Um, they uh, discovered our podcast and they're currently listening to it and uh, keep up the good work. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to. Should I? Uh, should I translate this? Uh, the Russian one? Yeah, yeah I don't know I if it's. Will you translate? What? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to do a little Google Translate, and uh, I, I don't know if this is. Um, we're finding out this in real time. If this is a, uh, if this is just like some kind of uh, like spam thing or it's an actual mm-hmm. message, okay. but we're going to find out. Um, I'm excited, uh, waiting with bated breath. Yeah, I, I don't really know. Let's see if this translates. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see what it is. Um, let me tr- search. I know. Um, but we're really excited. It's going to be like a fun kind of happening. Um, probably, I honestly, in like the spirit of Janis Joplin and like, sure. Like, yeah. Fucking creating events. Uh, and hopefully we'll do more of them. And there's, cause there's so much that we can do locally so too. So it's, it, it, yeah. you know, it's not like we can't, you know, we want to, we do want to travel and go to places like we did. You know, we mm-hmm. talked about Lizzie Borden's house. Yeah. Uh, love to go there. For sure. It, it, it understand that it, it costs money and we can't really afford to do, it, but we want to bring that, uh, um, you know, so things like the Patreon mm-hmm. will help. Absolutely. I keep typing Google Translate and it just keeps going to uh, Google. I wonder if this is a, some kind of like hmm. ha- Russian hack. Mm-mm. Michelle could read this. I yeah. Think. She's Russian. Where's Michelle? She, she's not here. She doesn't. Why would she? She's probably watching Love Island. <laughs> is uh, it good? She loves it. She oh, yeah? li- loves, loves Love Island. Oh, I All I hear is just people making out it because I'm usually working on something. Uh, I don't know what it's. Uh, okay. Here's, me. here's the message. It okay. says, it's great that you subscribed. We hope you enjoy your visit. Hmm. That's the message I Did got. Did you subscribe? I know. Not at all. Sure? Just a message on Instagram. No, fucking, uh, okay. But if you want to send us uh, a message on Instagram in any language, yeah. Uh, Ghost we'll town pod. Yeah. We'll, uh, you know, that's what we're here for. Too. I agree. You know, we want to hear what, as a community, what you, what everyone else has to say. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely fucking agree. I'm here. I'm open to whatever the universe brings me. <laughs> yeah, I'm grateful. We're, we're refreshing. We're just refreshing apps, hoping uh-huh. somebody will exactly. contact us. I have two candles burning down in the corner of this table. So, is that functional or is that just is that, candles? Yeah, functional like for light. I mean, I know it's fun, but it's it's light in here right now. Yeah, is I mean, it just light? Is just no, it's for smell? spirit. It's for uh, oh. for love and luck, baby. Okay, you know. is one love one luck? Or are they both love and luck? They're kind of both. Like mixed. doubling down on I it. I don't know. <laughs> I paid someone a lot of money for those candles. Okay, so it's all right. It's oh. really important. Nice. Don't look at them in the I eye. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the Knickerbocker. Okay, so the Knickerbocker Hotel, um, and it's one of those places again in Hollywood. Hollywood in and of itself, to like just to give you like a brief overview. In the 1890s, it was when Hollywood first started uh, by H.J. Whitley. He's the father of Hollywood. Um, it was just orange groves and, like, olive fields. And, and they were trying to make it into this real estate place. It, Hollywood stuff didn't really come in until 1910-ish. So there was a good, like, 20 years where it was like, what do we do with this place? Um, but then it developed really quickly after that. So it – and also, like – it became like you see those pictures, which we'll put one up on the in- internet on the social media. We'll <laughs> yeah, put it yeah. on the internet. Yeah, uh, the internet doesn't have enough pictures, so we're yeah. gonna put one on the internet uh, of like horses bringing like shit up to the Hollywood sign. Like it was so rural, even in the times of young like 
Hollywood. Where in New York at the time was like pretty starting to get pretty bumping. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And even downtown LA, yeah. people, which had about 500,000 people, people were like, whoa, Hollywood, like a little po- podunk town. Like, let's get out of the, the fray of, of downtown yeah. Los Angeles and go to Hollywood to relax, yeah. you know? So it, was, it had such a different feel to it. Um, but uh, in the 1920s, uh, it wasn't as rural, right? Um, it was a vibrant cosmopolitan center boasting an increasing number of height limit uh, 11-story skyscrapers. So you'll see a lot of those. You'll, actually, Hollywood still kind of has that. There's not a ton of like super tall buildings. You'll see like the Capitol Records building, which is two stories taller than that. Um, but it kind of flattens off. And this is one of those buildings. And we see it all the time. We were always doing you know like stand-up or improv, and you see the Knickerbocker Hotel. Um, which still the, the sign exists. So it opened at 1714 Ivar Avenue, the Lux Spanish colonial building and it's nightclub, the Lido room, which also like, you remember that sign? Yeah. Like I can see it in my head immediately became a hot spot for traveling aristocrats and folks from the film community. Again, in its infancy, people were trying and people film came out here because they were trying to escape regulations. Uh, LA was a free for all people. When they made films in New Jersey specifically, it was like you had the government breathing down your neck here. They could do whatever they wanted and they did do that. So in the 1930s, um, the hotel was a long-term apartments for, uh, you know, actresses, filmmakers, uh, aristocracy on any given day there might be interviews parties uh dancers string quartets and the lido room it was just this kind of place for culture um there were wedding breakfasts for minor film stars evening banquets for the athletic colleges of american college women athletic conference of american college women betty grable hosted a hijinks costume party to celebrate child star jackie coogan's 21st birthday which included Lucille Ball dressed as one of the Dion Quintuplets and Johnny Mercer provided impromptu entertainment on the piano. I've had uh, Keith Coogan on my uh, the yeah. fr- Friends Without Benefits. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, a little Hollywood. Yeah, a little, little, like, uh, little something, something in there. I know. Yeah. It's uh, the connection. lineage. It's name dropping. I call it name dropping. Yeah. So I agree. You can take your Betty Grable and you but, know what I mean. Yeah, and <laughs> shove it. Yeah, you can fucking shove yeah. it. Um, one there was an event there that uh, someone had it strictly for dogs. So uh, it was a guy named uh, Al Martin, and he had a birthday party for his dog. And so he invited not much all- has changed. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. no, exactly. He invited all of the dogs of famous people um, like Joan Crawford, Mervyn Leroy, but they're dogs, yeah. so they could bring their adult, you know. But it yeah. was like a dog theme, and all the dog treats, and there was even like some security guards. The dogs didn't bust anything up. So that kind of shit, again, it never changes, as you say. Um, during the 1932 Olympics, the hotel hosted events for both Danish and Indian delegations. Um, MC Don was one of the Indian athletes who stayed at the hotel during the games. As a child, he'd been inspired to, be, to come and be an athlete and try to you know, move up in the ranks so he could meet his idols like Douglas Fairbanks, and he did. He stayed in this place. Um, he won a gold medal. Uh, so in 1935, um, really... It, kind of term turned a little more macabre. Like this is like kind of the golden age. All these people would stay here. Hollywood was still like, again, you'd go to Musso and Frank's, which was around since 1927. I, I went to, I had a birthday there. I had one yeah. thing. I, I had to have like one, one birthday dinner there. Haunted. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was great though. Yeah. It's it was, delicious. It, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. So support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. 
CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell Technologies solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash Dell Tech. Like a lot, something still persists or even like the pig and whistle, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like now, like what is it now? Like still a restaurant? I'm not even sure. But again, some places persist. This place has, and I, I guess I failed to mention that right now it's like a half used retirement home. So yeah, ref, ref, refresh me where it's on Ivar. Cause I can, I can mm-hmm. see the sign. Mm-hmm. So what is it? Like, it's really I, close to the Capitol Records building okay. above Hollywood. Okay. Like in the block above Hollywood. In it's that above, weird deserted. Yeah. But it's before uh, Franklin? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's on Ivar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I kind of know. You, it goes you, up that hill. Yeah. 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 You okay. know where it is. Yeah. We, we all we walk by it all the time. Because what is it? The red. What is the, 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 the hotel that's there now? The red. Um, what is that one? That it's kind of a newish one. Oh, but that's yeah. it, it's right. That's at at, at uh, that's that, that's Sunset and Ivar. Mm-hmm. That's Sunset and Vine. I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a newer. Yeah, like it's a black, like a darker building. Yeah. yeah. Um, now this is it's close, but yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Um, we'll put some pics up too. <laughs> so in 1935, so it, all this stuff was happening. It was like this wonderful like place to see and be seen in 1935. Um, the Pacific Coast Association of Magicians held their third annual convention at the hotel. Um, Bess Houdini, a magician and the widow of legendary Harry Houdini, attended the convention. Bystanders at the hotel and in, in Hollywood were privy to the magician's hijinks. Um, among free thrills planned for the public today by visitors are an automobile race on Hollywood Boulevard with blindfolded drivers at the wheels at 12.30 p.m. and escape from a straitjacket by a magician while hanging upside down outside the convention hotel. Like, it's an excerpt from what, what was happening there. Um, so that's where she became, like, knowledgeable about it. A year later, in 1936, an event occurred that would seal the Knickerbocker's legendary status. Before he passed away on Halloween in 1926, Harry Houdini had told Bess that if he died... And if there was an afterlife, <coughs> he would come back to her to prove it once and for all. For 10 years, Bess had been holding a seance every Halloween, waiting for Harry Houdini to give her a sign. The last seance, conducted on the roof of the Knickerbocker that she personally held, was a media sensation. So um, a young LA Times reporter named Gene Sherman recalled being sent to cover the story. A jury of highly reputable witnesses, including Superior Judge Charles Frick, was on hand. The seance itself was conducted by a gentleman named Edward Saint, a confidant of the magician's widow. It was a dismal, drizzly night. On a red plush carpet stood a table which rested a spirit trumpet, a bell, a piece of chalk, two slates, a pencil, and a black pad of paper. Mr. Saint urged Mr. Houdini to juggle the table, ring the bell, spring through the trumpet, or do something to manifest his presence. Mrs. Houdini said, Please, Harry, I've been waiting so long. The solemn cadence of pomp and circumstance drifted through the loudspeaker. The automobile horns of the impatient living honked mournfully below. Nothing happened other than an air of eerie tenseness. The meeting broke up, and I made my way back to the office where I guiltily admitted that I had failed to get the interview with Harry Houdini. Under the circumstances, I wasn't too much to blame. So, unsuccessful, but, like, very poetic, right? Like, this, like, drizzly night on top of this hotel that had been, like, this golden age of Hollywood failed. And then things started to turn for this hotel. After the unsuccessful Houdini seance, uh, the mentally ill actress Frances Farmer, now the legendary archetype of Hollywood's, like, tragic underbelly, like, beauty gone bad, you know, 
um, drink would drank herself into oblivion there. Like she lived there in 1943. Police knocked on her door at noon, a warrant for unpaid DUI fines in hand. They opened the door uh, where they found her naked in the middle of a drunken manic episode. She didn't cooperate. They had to, uh, because she was scratching and clawing so much, they wrapped her up in her own shower curtain and carried her through the hotel, kicking, spitting and screaming. And one reporter's word, she did not surrender peacefully. Um, Other than that, she was <coughs> pretty cool. She was pretty cool. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, most of the action that Knickerbocker was witnessed by Speck, the beloved English setter of hotel manager Jack Matthews. Speck could often be seen ringing his master's doorbell, almost unbelievably was said to be able to use the elevators in um, his own elevator pushing button with his paw. Uh, he always let hotel guests exit and enter first. Very polite of him. Um, during the war, a group of pioneering United Airlines stewardesses called the Knickerbocker home in between flights, um, which often helped the war effort. Um, Countless guests and residents of the hotel no doubt unknowingly walked by a lost, um, elegant-looking old gentleman swinging his signature cane through the lobby. This man, who was in a large part responsible for the birth of Hollywood, was D.W. Griffith. Um, during the last year of his life... And we, 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 talk, do we, talk, we talk about Griffith when we talk about the old... Uh, we talk about the Griffith Park Zoo, don't we? Uh, no, he's not affiliated with that. He's a different... It's, there's different. nothing... No, he's not Griffith Griffith. Okay. Yeah, just... It's just a cool name yeah, at that cool time. Name. But he is buried in Hollywood forever, which okay. is should have its own like 14 episodes. Yeah. Um, but this is the point where he was at the end of his life. No one would give him work. Like he would just like hang out in the hotel, like almost already a ghost wandering around, like reading but like just like an old man. Um, so he lived there. Um Screenwriter Frances Marion recalled a heartbreaking scene at a handprint ceremony at Groman's Chinese Theater where she spotted a bewildered, stooped Griffith hovering at the edge of the crowd. Unbelievably, he'd never been asked for handprints. Um, although, is that true? I'm trying to think. I guess so. Um, I got a lot of this information off of reputable sources on the internet, uh, LA Times, Curbed, so... I assume it's true. On July 23rd, 1948, he suffered a massive stroke in his hotel room. He died later that day. Um, 40s into 50s, Hollywood became less trendy. People were moving more towards Santa Monica, and the Knickerbockers' cachet faded. It increased to become like a place for people to like get some anonymity and like get away. And it was still like getting a little seedy. Ill-fated lovers Marilyn Monroe and Joe DiMaggio would often meet in the hotel bar for an incognito date. In 1954, it claimed uh, they spent their honeymoon in the hotel. Romantic. Um, that same year, legendary architect Paul R. Williams oversaw the hotel's renovation. Elvis Presley spent time in a newly renovated room in 1956 when producer Hal Wallace brought him to the Hollywood, to Hollywood to star in Love Me Tender. And actually, he had a house in Beverly Hills after that. He didn't stay in the Knickerbocker for too long. Um, and I actually know where that house is, too. It's right across from the place uh, where Michael Jackson died. Okay. It's um, pretty creepy. We should... Yeah, we should. And all this place stop that out a little we bit. We fucking can. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, in 1962, the faded Knickerbocker was no longer a sexy place to hide, but people still hid out there. Uh, that year, a sophisticated middle-aged woman checked in at the Knickerbocker under an assumed name. Her real name was Irene Gibbons, though professionally she went just by Arlene, Irene, like Cher. Um, during the golden age of Hollywood, she had been a celebrated costume designer, dressing stars like Ingrid. Bergman, Marley Dietrich, Carol Lombard, and her great friend Joan Crawford. What a monster. Um, after retiring from film work, she had started her own boutique and continued to dress many of her famous friends. A week before her arrival at the Knickerbocker, she had shown her new collection at the California Fashion Show in Beverly Hills. 
telling one reporter, anything new and beautiful makes one think beautiful thoughts. So nice. Um, considering she continued to get drunker and drunker um, in this evening in the hotel room, writing suicide notes, um, including one to fellow hotel guests that read, sorry, I had to drink so much to get the courage to do this. She then slit her wrists um, at 3.20 p.m., and there was really no indication that that was going to happen. She seemed pretty... Yeah, she was like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. okay. Um, so she slid her wrist, still not dead, jumped from the hotel window, and her body landed on the roof of the hotel lobby. Ooh. In 1966, longtime Knickerbocker resident William Frawley, better known as curmudgeonly Fred Mertz from I Love Lucy, okay. suffered a heart attack while walking down Hollywood Boulevard. His nurse dragged him into the hotel's lobby, and an ambulance was called from there. He died in the hospital. Um, and at this point, the Knickerbocker, I mean, like, mid-60s, late-70s, yeah. like, yikes. Um, in 1972, the hotel was converted into a senior citizen housing for moderate to low-income residents. It's unsurprising that now many ghosts supposedly haunt the Knickerbocker. It's said that a beloved bellhop named Roger walks the halls while Marilyn Monroe stares at herself in the powder room vanity. But that's really more of a um, Roosevelt's thing. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe stares at herself in every mirror yeah, as a sure. ghost in Hollywood lore, so... Don't get it twisted. Um, anonymous hotel patrons have been seen, doors slamming, uh, and an ironic twist. Rudolph Valentino is often cited, even though he died four years before the Knickerbocker opened. Mm. Who are you seeing? Yeah. Who are you seeing? Yeah. Um, but it's it's got a really patchwork history. It's still a, a low to mid income retirement home, but it's not really. Do they that remod- Do they remodel a lot of it, or do they just? It's pretty. I mean, I've only looked inside. It's pretty gross. Yeah. Um, so it's it's hard to even know. I couldn't find a lot but of information. The people about its that present. walk through just that entrance—it's yeah. the same entrance, right? Yeah, it's the same sign. I mean, the royalty that walks through that entrance is like amazing. Yeah, like the, like talk about like a rise and fall yeah. of a place. Holy shit! I'm surprised that there's no kind of if it's I don't know how intact it is, but by you know, well, I guess once it's what it is, it can't make it something else. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I bet I wonder if there was a time where people cared enough. Like if it was it was it was on a decline like in the eighties mm-hmm. or the nineties would they you know <coughs> uh, well, make it more of like a uh, you know national like a more historic kind of yes but you think about the Hollywood sign which yeah. in like nineteen seventy one was in such shitty condition yeah. that like people finally fucking um, Alice Cooper and uh, Hugh Hefner mm. put some money into yeah. it to like repaint it. So like if that if it's like the, yeah, I struggle I, with the Hollywood sign like the Knickerbocker is, eh. but yeah, I mean like I, sorry I sound so sick don't I on this? No, it's working though for the. It's episode. working. Yeah. It's like kind of bluesy. Yeah. And sad, wistful. Yeah. Uh, sorry everybody. Yeah. Sorry, but yeah, I think like we should put more effort into preserving some of these places, and and in some ways I'm also surprised at how much is preserved too, considering like. Again, Hollywood is not a beautiful place to experience. No, and, really and I understand, dirty. like, there's a thing of understanding where, like, you know, you have to tear things up because of, like, you know, more modern infrastructure, you know, pipes and, mm-hmm. and electricity or whatever. But, uh, I mean, it's just to put up something that's, like, you know, like, a, I love Panda Express, but you need a huge Panda Express. You know what I mean? Instead yeah. of this thing. Um <coughs> And I guess all we can do is do what we're doing right now and document mm-hmm. it as much as we can and go back and kind of, uh, you know, kind of celebrate it or whatever. Yeah, which is what we're trying to do. But Single-handedly, I might add. Like, we're heroes. We're doing it all alone. We are modern the American first, heroes, yeah. pioneers in our time. Yeah. So, I mean, Great. if that mean, if you like, well, then I better go to patreon.com slash ghost town pod. 
Then do it. Yeah, I guess. just fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> what calls you? you, you do if you want you wanted, truth you, and historic preservation? If you were thinking about becoming a, a patron, patron now is the time to do it because our, our uh, October, mm. I mean, we're starting to slowly put more stuff, more video, more uh, bonus footage out now, but starting the end of September, it's going to get, going to get heated. Yeah. With stuff. It's weird get, stuff. Pick up some heat. Yeah. What was that? Heat. What was that? Um, hey, <laughs> that's my, that's me being tough. Oh, okay. I like how you just repeat it as, a, as yeah. an answer. Yeah, yeah. I thought it would get to you, but it no, didn't. No, 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 no. Got, it, it, anything got, it, 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 it